the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Thank you, Con. You've joined Lewis Howard Live. I'm Lewis Howard, and welcome to another conversation. Pop Edge, insightful, freshy fresh, and help you become the best version of yourself. Welcome. If you're a first-time listener, thank you. And if you've been following the program since day one, thank you. And we appreciate you as always. I never get tired of saying thank you. Um, I don't think people say it enough. So I'm going to run it in the ground. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, I can't. The numbers are just starting to even surprise me where we're reaching and who we're touching and impacting with the show. And uh, and also thank all of our sponsors that sponsor the show and guests that have come on and been a part of helping uh, the program grow and expand over the years. Hey, we're in the middle of crisis, as we've talked about on several shows, and and it continues. And so today's show, I want to talk about crisis management, holding, folding, or let's roll. Those are the three things that I think we do when we're in a crisis. Crisis is a double-syllable word, which means danger and opportunity. Most people just see crisis as a danger, but it has two meanings. I didn't write that. I didn't make that up. That's what it is. People have argued about it. It is based on a Chinese uh, writing, and they've argued about it, but the Chinese have defended and says, no, it means danger and opportunity. Life sometimes throw you curveballs. I know this personally because I've been thrown a curveball many times and recently. And when you get a curveball, it, it just hits you unexpectedly. You ever got an unexpected phone call? You ever got an unexpected message, text, and it just hits you, right? Because you didn't see that coming. Nothing is worse than living and feeling good on purpose, and something or someone comes out of nowhere to knock you on your feet, to knock you down, right? And you then got to respond, right? You, you can't just stay in the state of knockdown. You got to respond. And in that, you could be dazed and confused, not know your address. You could just be frustrated. You could have a, a, a gamut of emotions. I take a lot of phone calls, and because that's the business that I'm in, and I communicate a lot by phone. And sometimes you pick up the phone or the call comes in, and I don't even know who's on the other end, and they have a message. I had one of those five months ago where... My uh, son's mother called me on the evening of February 5th, an unexpected call, but even worse was an unexpected message, right, that my son had passed away. Life hit, 
I wasn't expecting that. That wasn't on my agenda. That wasn't on my to-do. That wasn't on my bucket list. That wasn't on my task list. I'm now knocked on my feet, and I've got to figure out how do I get up from here. This is not easy. So we each of us have those different things. You go to work, and you're about ready to have a good day, and your supervisor calls you into the office and says, John, sorry, your services are no longer required. You're fired. You didn't plan that. That wasn't on your list that morning when you stopped at Starbucks and got your favorite beverage. You weren't thinking that that might be your last day. How many people have left home, their relatives and friends, and left home, and they never return? They didn't expect that, right? It's one of the things that I know we have this whole issue with law enforcement and defund the police and do those kinds of things. But I'm speaking from a human level, because that's a human being wearing that uniform. When they leave their house, they don't always know if they're going to return. Their wives, their children don't always know if life is going to hit them with something. We had this recently in the area where I'm broadcasting with in Seattle, where a law enforcement officer in the city of Bothell, Washington, uh, was doing a normal stop that turned into a gunfire, officer loses life, right? That's not germane. That's not just, uh, oh, well, that's, it is what it is, which I hate that word, by the way. It is what it is. Don't ever say that to me because I hate what that is because that just means that you have no other option and you're just defaulting to the situation. I hate it is what it is. But anyway, that's a sidebar. So uh, my experience has taught me that how a person responds in the first five minutes of a crisis sets the tone on how they will respond throughout the event. An event that could last hours, weeks, days, months, and even years in some cases, right? But how you respond in the first five minutes, I had to learn that, determines what my mindset is going to be. doesn't mean it means that I got every answer based on that philosophy, but it does mean that I've set the tone on how I'm going to manage this thing as it came through. When that news hit me, I had to make a decision, how am I going to respond? And it took me a while because that's as personal as it gets. That's the biggest check you're going to ever write in your life. That's a big one. And so really had to decide, how am I going to respond? This pandemic that we're in, people are still losing their lives every day. COVID positive tests are going up every day. So we're still in this crisis. This thing is still going on. And people are experiencing different things, being laid off, being furloughed, being stuck at home, being locked down with kids. Can kids go to school? Can they not go to school? Will they do it online? You just got all kinds of crises that are going on every single day as a result of the pandemic. Politicians can't agree with each other. They're fighting with each other. And then, of course, we have the social justice movement right in the middle of this to sort of add something else for you to consider and be a part of. So when you're caught in those things, you got to figure out, how do I respond? And this pandemic, until we get a vaccine, doesn't have an end date. But the good news is most things, most trauma and drama and problems, they all have an expiration date. You can be sure of that. 
The challenge is you don't know what that date is. So you have to decide whether I'm going to hold, fold, or say, let's roll. That is what you end up doing when you're in a crisis. So when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to jump in and examine all three of these separately and what I believe could be philosophical guidelines and principles that you can use if you're stuck or hit with a crisis unexpectedly, unaware, and have to make a decision how to get back up on your feet and get back in the game. Hey, you're listening to Lewis Howard Live. We'll be right back after these shout-outs to our sponsors. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. Hey, thanks for joining us. You are in tune and in conversation with Lewis Howard Live, and we appreciate you being part of the conversation. And uh, sometimes these conversations are not easy, you know, but life is not easy. Sometimes you have to talk about the difficult things. You can't just say three ways to be happy and, and that's it. I live real life, and real life comes with real problems and real situations that you deal with. And I have a mission to teach you the principles and share with you the experiences that I've had. And hopefully out of that, you won't repeat some of the mistakes that I made, but also you'll be able to use that to become part of your tool chest to greatness. So today we're talking about crisis management, holding, folding, or let's roll. So when events happen, usually what they do is they bring a fear to your mind. It's the first thing people typically do. They get afraid. And the reason why is because it's the unknown. Um, you're not in control of that. We are a society that's incredibly driven by control. People love control. I'm in control. I got it. I got this. Right? I got my smartphone. I got my access. I got my followers. I'm in control. But when life hits you, you realize suddenly I'm not in control. And sometimes fear comes in to start talking to you, right? And then people start imagining what could happen, start imagining the worst. You ever get yelled at by a parent when you were younger and you were supposed to be at home at 11 o'clock? Most of you don't even know what a cure for you is, but I had curfew. And you're supposed to be at home by 11 o'clock and you didn't get home by 1230 and the parent met you at the door, your mom or your dad or aunt, uncle, whoever was watching you and they went off on you. I thought you were dead. I thought somebody had run over you. I thought you were left and you were sitting down at the bar drinking with your friends, right? Because they imagined that. That's what went on in their head about what could have happened 
to you. Here's a real statistic. Uh, the psychologists say that 90% of what we imagine in our minds to happen only happens 10% of the time. So you're giving 90% of your mind to something that only happens 10% of the time. There are people that are professional worriers. That's what they do. They worry about everything. You hear it. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about the economy. I'm worried about this pandemic. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. Right? That means because they've just set their mind to imagining the worst. Right? But to hold, there's a spiritual philosophy says that on the day of danger is to hold your ground. That was an instruction that was given. And it's not meaning to physically go grab some ground, but what it means is to hold your mental state. So when you're hit unexpectedly, you got to find a way to hold your mental state and not let fear take over, not let worry take over, not let doubts take over or unimaginable things. Now, that's a battle between you and your mind at that point what you allow in. One of my mentors used to tell me that you have to stand guard over your mind. You have to stand sentinel over your mind to allow certain thoughts in and keep other thoughts out. In a crisis, at 10x is fast, right? Because you're hit, you're dazed, you're confused, you don't know, and all of a sudden these thoughts just start slamming in. And now, if you don't watch it, you've let them in the house. Now you can't get them out. You let them in your mind, and you can't get them out. And you know when you know you can't get them out because you start talking about them. You start telling people about them. You get on the phone, you start texting, you get on Facebook. It is funny watching people's Facebook sometime between 11.30 and 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. If I can't sleep sometime, I'm up. You see the trauma and drama break out at that point, what they're concerned about, what's going on in their lives. But holding your ground on the day of danger, on the day of crisis, is really what you have to do as a human being. To not shrink again to the fear and the worry, if you do, then you've given into the situation. You're not holding if you give in to the worries and the fears and you start making decisions out of those, forget about it. You've given in to the situation. The Secret Service, the United States Secret Service, who protects presidents of the United States, go through extensive training to simulate all types of situations which could occur on their watch. Right. They they imagine things that could happen and then they train for that. But most of all, they're trained not to panic in a situation that breaks out. You've studied history and you've seen sometimes where situations have gone awry with the Secret Service and presidents, but they didn't panic. They knew what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, right? Maybe that's one of the reasons why we haven't lost a president in the last 50-plus years, because they know how to hold, they know how to not fold. They know how to not give in. And I think uh, as far as duties go for the Secret Service, I think the last two presidents have been extremely difficult for them for different reasons. You know, to have your first African-American president, that puts a stress on protection, right? To have Donald Trump as president, that puts a stress on protection, but they're trained not to panic. And there are situations that go on that you and I never hear about 
but they get them under wraps and they handle it. Okay. You got situations that go on. Maybe people will hear about in your life. Maybe they don't, but you got to handle it. You got to handle it and you got to not give in and not fold to it. All right. Number two is the fold. What's the fold, right? It's sad to say, but when people, many people, when they're in a crisis, they fold like a cheap suit. Uh, I've been on elevators with people, and as soon as the elevator freaks out a little bit, the light blinks or there's a bump, there's always a person on the elevator who says, we're all going to die. And I go, oh, whoa, 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 let's stop that. We're not going there. No, 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 we'll be all right, right? They fold it. We didn't even know what the situation, what the deal was, and they fold it, right? You ever be with someone and they just push the panic button already, haven't even got a chance to even respond to the situation, and they have folded. What is fold? Folding means to bend something, right? To, to be flexible and relatively flat over yourself. A crisis can make you bend, bend over. You ever seen somebody in pain and they're just bent over? They've just given into the pain of people crawling up in bed in a fetal position. They've just folded. The situation has reached such a point. A lot of times with people who are in depression, they won't even get out of bed. They just fold. They don't want to deal with the day. They don't want the lights on. They just want to stay in the darkness and just stay in that situation. They fold it. And so sometimes in life, when you get hit by things, it'll make you fold, right? But you've got to resist that, right? You've got to resist um, something causing me to no longer stand upright. That means I can't face it. If I'm folded, I can't face anything. If I'm standing upright, I'm going to face it, okay? That's the difference. So it is the situation in your mind if you fold in your mind. All right, I love that song by Kenny Rogers. Um, any of you probably... Too young to remember that song, but uh, it's called The Gambler. And, in, and there's a line in The Gambler that says, you need to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. Okay? That's really, I can't say it any better than that. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away. And sometimes you got to know when to run. Okay? So, but just most situations doesn't require you to fold. So even if you're experiencing trauma and drama and losses, you don't have to bend over to the evil of the situation. I didn't, right? I made a decision in my mind that even though this loss of a child was traumatic for me, I wasn't going to bend over. I wasn't going to go home and crawl up into bed in a fetal position and turn out the lights and wouldn't come out. I got up, cleaned myself up, and in the best mental state I could be, I kept moving forward. That's why I'm here doing the shows for you today, because I'm moving forward. I keep running and managing all of the businesses as I did before. I didn't stop. Not easy. I do have my moments, but I get back up and I get back in the game. That, my friend, is how you hold and not fold to a situation. Right? So I want to challenge anyone out there that, yeah, this stuff is real. The struggle is real. The pandemic is real. Losses are real. But you can find a way to move forward. Maybe it's only inches. Maybe you're only crawling. But at least you're finding a way to at least just get out of the bed and clean up your face and put some clothes on, right? If, if nothing else, maybe go down, get you a Starbucks or something. 
least you're showing movement. You're pushing that energy forward rather than letting that situation just make you fold, just make you give in. And then you lose hope. And then you just, it just spirals down from there. I can look in people's eyes and I can tell when they've lost hope. I can just tell just something about my ability to read that. And I could see, man, this person's lost hope. What can I do to help them get some hope back? Can I give them some money? Can I give them some opportunity? Can I give them some work? Can I give them something to help them get some hope back in their life? Because they folded. They folded. We're still dealing with the fallout of the United States recession that occurred in 2008, 2009, that people still have not even gotten back up for. We don't talk about it on the news. We're talking about everything but that. But there are people that still are down because of that. They didn't get back up. They didn't get back up. They folded. Right. So you want to make sure it takes guts and it takes courage to fight your mind in those situations. But if you hold and don't fold and don't give into the fear, that is your chance to see the bright side. That's your chance to see an idea or a concept that can make the difference. And it does become your choice. Don't let the situation force you. You make the decision because of it. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Come back. We're going to talk about the last piece of this puzzle What's Let's Roll? What does that look like? Hey, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss this last one because it's really good. And uh, we're give a quick shout out to our sponsor. And also want to remind you of our upcoming book, Holding Your Crown, Staying Steady in Crisis on Amazon Books. We're going to have it out in the fall. And uh, you can pre-order copies if you want. You can email me at lewis at lhoward360.com. Shoot me up on Facebook. Instagram, wherever you can find me, pretty easy to find. Let me know, and we'll get you ready for a pre-copy of that book. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. Hey, this is Lewis Howard Live. Thank you for joining our show today. Crisis management, holding, folding, or let's roll. And we've talked about the previous two. What's holding look like? What's folding look like? And now we're going to talk about what's let's roll look like. That just seems like that's a total opposite saying if you're talking about crisis management, how you come up with this let's roll. What does that mean? Let's roll, right? It's a term that's been around a long time. It's not a new term, but it was made famous by an individual named Todd Beamer. You probably know schools named after this guy, and you probably don't even know why a school is called Todd Beamer High School or streets named after this person. But Todd Beamer was an American man aboard United States um, United Airlines Flight 93, which was hijacked and crashed as a part of the September 11th tax in 2001. He was one of the passengers who attempted to regain control of the aircraft from the hijackers. Todd tried to place a call through the 
air, airplane air phone, but was routed to a customer service representative. Okay, isn't that just crazy? Right, your life. I'm trying to reach the police and I get customer service. How may I help you? But anyway, so he's routed to this customer service. Instead, passed him on to a supervisor named Lisa Jefferson. Beamer reported that one of the passengers had been killed and that a flight attendant had told him that both the pilot and co-pilot had been forced from the cockpit and may have been injured. He was also on the phone when the plane made a quick and violent turn. Now, remember, we're watching all of this play out. I was there watching TV and watching this whole thing unfold, right? So there's one perspective going on from the outside as we watch these two planes that ran into the buildings in New York. But then there's a whole nother thing going on in Flight 93 that was headed toward the Pentagon. And so later he told the operator that some of the passengers were planning to attack the hijackers and regain control of the aircraft after they had learned what happened at the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. And according to Jefferson, the supervisor, Beamer's last audible words were, are you ready? Okay, let's roll. That's what his last words are. That still today brings chills to me to know that his last words were, we're going to take this plane back, right? We're going to get this plane. We're not going to allow them to drive this plane into the Pentagon, which is where they were headed. He was willing to sacrifice his own life in order to do that. He said, let's roll. And now it's a famous turn and you can look it up. And, and But Todd Beamer on that word, became a national hero. That's why the schools are named after him. That's why streets are named after him. That's why when everyone wants to a good get up in a conversation, they say, let's roll. That's after Todd Beamer, one guy who decided that he wasn't going to hold. He could have held and tried to wait for help. He could have folded and just gave in to the demands and the plans of the hijackers. But instead, Todd and a few other passengers decides, uh-uh, we're going to take this plane away from the hijackers, and if we perish, we perish, but we're not going to allow it to do what it's intended to do. I don't know how many of us would have the courage to do that because we're in a crisis, an imminent crisis. People have already been uh, loss of life. The plane is making violent turns because the hijackers took over the plane. Now you're in the middle of it, trying to decide, what do I do? I'm confused. I'm dazed. This thing is hit. What do we do? Well, in the middle of that, Todd Beamer said, let's roll. I mean, I can't expand on it even better than that. If you can't get to that, you got to go to college to misunderstand what that means, right? Because that's very clear. And a price was paid as a result of two words. Let's roll. Right? So... You can always get help. I believe that God, the divine, the universe, however you refer or believe, whatever your religion is or spirituality is, always provides a response. I've been in so many situations that I did not look like I had a way out, but there's always a way out. And so I held, I didn't fold, I didn't give in, and I had to patiently wait and an answer came, an idea came, an opportunity came, a person came, and all of a sudden, I was out of that situation. So never give up, never surrender, never give in. 
Sometimes you might have to just hold and wait for help. You're stranded somewhere, you're in a ditch and you can't move, you probably got to wait for help, right? And sometimes you might have to fold. Sometimes you might have to walk away. Sometimes you might have to run. Those are rare occasions. Most of the time, your choices are going to include either holding or let's roll. Usually doesn't say, well, my choice is I'm going to fold here. Now, usually the, the fold is because I don't have any other options at this point, and that's all that I got left, right? The choices are up to you. And in closing, uh, there's a movie that I like called Shawshank Redemption. And one of the characters, Andy Dufresne, uh, who was wrongly convicted and sentenced to two life sentences in Shawshank. And he had come to the point where he was tired of this. He had just had enough, and he wanted to break out of this thing, right? And so he came up with this famous saying in the movie. He says, get busy living or get busy dying, right? That's our choice. Either get busy winning in crisis or get busy losing in crisis. Some people in the COVID are having the worst time of their life. And understandably so. This is serious business. This is real. But other people are doing great. They're doing amazing things. They've started new businesses. They've expanded new ideas. They got new opportunities that have come at their door in the middle of a pandemic. It's all about whether you decide whether you're going to hold, fold, or just give in to the situation. Hey, that's the best we can bring today. Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can catch all of our episodes on blogtalkradio.com as well as uh, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, you name it. We're pretty much on that SoundCloud. So you can reach out to us and we appreciate all 100,000 of you that have listened to this show and the thousands of downloads that are reaching around the world. Thank you again. You can join us again on another edition of Lewis Howard Live, where our goal and mission is help you become the best version of yourself. We'll see you soon.